0: Happy Monday, everybody. Jim Malone here coming to you live on Dallas trading floor. Well, the market has is waiting Powell's speech tomorrow, but interestingly enough, we went to a confirmed uptrend, which uh, is interesting because that's a good thing. and uh, it does look like you know the stocks <laughs> as weak as it sounds. We did have an index uh, that moved up uh, nicely. so, uh, at least for now, we're in a confirmed uptrend. That means that we know we can start putting back in, we can start moving back into the market. I definitely moved in, back into the market uh, today. I was, uh, on Friday, I was pretty much out. I had two, I had really just very, very little in the market, uh, and and basically now I'm, I'm basically back into the market somewhat, uh, and just, you know, kind of looking, uh, kind of looking to you know, to, to, to move back into the market. Here's a situation when it comes to the um, uh, the condition of the market. We did move from a uptrend under pressure back to a confirmed uptrend, which is a good thing. And uh, basically what's uh, going on here in the market is that we have some early gains. We had some early gains and then yeah, we kind of give them up back at the end of the day. But uh, there are some leaders out there uh, that will go through. I kind of want to show you the stocks that I moved into today. Um, and, uh, you know, they're just, they're kind of, some of them are pretty pedestrian. Like I did, I moved back into GE, for instance. Um, GE has, uh, you know, has, is, is, uh, is showing pretty good, you know, pretty good numbers. Um, you know, they did, they you know, they did spin off their healthcare unit. And so that may be, you know, uh, that may be showing kind of where they are. Now, I did get in here. Uh, you know, I started, you know, basically here and we we went in, you know, basically on the 27th a few days ago. It's up from there about, uh, it was up uh, 87.10. So we're still in it. We're still making, you know, we're still making a nice move here uh, on General Electric. I don't know how long I'll be in it, but it has a strong checklist seven out of nine, uh, which gives it a 78 checklist on the technicals it's still viable it's still in the buy range as it comes off of that uh 21 day line the 21 day line it's a uh, basically 4.43 above the 21 day line at 83.37 so it is still actionable here uh you know we, we could still it is still actionable at this level uh, but this is definitely one that uh, that that I have been buying as of late, and that is General Electric. There's another one. Uh, I'll show you what I did. What I have been buying uh, currently. Uh, well, this is the this is the overall market. Let's go. Let's go over here. These are the these are the stocks that uh, that I have moved in. I was in XLE and I was in on on that was down today, uh, and but I did uh, I did purchase uh, again General Electric and then. Mobileye Global, that was down as well. ALGM down and Mobileye Global. But uh, we did go into General Electric. General Electric looked pretty good today, did buy that. So that kind of gives you sort of where I'm at. Uh, Basically up on the XLE, uh, down on On On. I make shoes, they're a Swiss company. Um, ALGM, of course, that's a chip company. ALGM, a lot of chips that are in the automotive sector on that one. Mobileye which is the self-driving car company that was spun off from Intel. So that's an interesting one, too. I'm in that as well. Um, And uh, so that's kind of basically it. Let's look at the stock of the day here. Um, The stock of the day today is a company. You might have heard of this. I'm not sure you have. It's called Spelunk, the uh, symbol on it, S-P-L-K, uh, it closed up $2.54 at uh, uh, It It's interesting because it came through uh, a test and uh, it moved all the way down to the, um, you know, it, it it came through a test and it moved all the way down, but now it is making a move higher. So very interesting stock, uh, Spelunk. It's basically a data analytics company. Uh, and uh, they're right above there. Now there is a uh, cup and handle base on that. Of course, if you follow this show at all, you'll know that uh, we use the canceling system of trading, which uh, uh, goes off of base patterns. There's a cup with handle uh, pattern forming. The buy point on this one 110.05. Now currently it's at 103.29. So many times it's good to get in a little bit early. Uh, on the uh, on the move now. Here's the thing: I'm not recommending anything. Of course, this is just for educational purposes only. But in the past, these uh, these formations have been very predictive of upward moves. So we do have, you know, we do have a move back into some of the data stocks, which is interesting. Uh, this one, Spelunk S P L K, and uh, definitely is the stock of the day. So uh, definitely something that you might want to take a look at. Uh, if you're looking for something to possibly come into the market with uh, in general. Also let's take a look at the, how the index is closed. Um, basically it was really kind of mixed. Day. It was up initially and then we pulled back uh, and Powell's speech is going to be tomorrow. So that's probably one of the reasons the, the NASDAQ was, uh, the S&P was very, very flat only up 0.07%. So almost nothing. Uh, the Dow Jones, um, Interestingly enough, it pulled back earlier and then it moved back. It was up 0.12, almost nothing flat. Uh, And then the NASDAQ was down basically 0.1. So kind of a flat day. We started out strong, but then it moved lower. So uh, the market is still very, very jittery in terms of, you know, where it's at. So uh, we've got to be cognizant of that. All right. Well, thank you very much. Let's take a look at some of the questions. Thank you very much. Charles is looking at A-R-R-Y. Let's see if we can find out something on A-R-R-Y. Um, yeah, so let's go there. A-R-R-Y. And, of course, is Array Technologies. This is a chip company as well. Uh, so definitely, I think in the right section of the market, uh, I definitely think the chip companies have been somewhat underinvested. We did come down to almost the 200-day moving average here. And now we have bounced, it looks like, on the 200-day. And we have bounced up second day up. Uh, Little off after hours. Let's kind of check it. Uh, Relative strength, 95. That means it's in the top 5% of stocks currently. And we have some nice volume coming in as you can take a look at the volume uh, signature here down at the bottom of the page. Um, if we look at the checklist, it's an 89% checklist. Basically, this is a very, very good. The earnings per share was off a little bit, but everything else is a pass. It's near its all time high. So this is not a bad place. Now let's see if this is viable. It's a little extended here. Uh, 7.24% above the 21 day line. I typically like to buy it within 5% of that line. Um, but it is looking in terms of a technical trade here it is looking like it may make some make some movement here tomorrow. I'm drawing the reversal line here so you can definitely see that. So it definitely has moved from a downward trend to an upward trend and that happened today. So we do here's a here's a cautionary tale. Uh earnings are in 9 days. So if you do buy it at this at this price, 2164, if you do buy it there, you're going to have to be careful because you're going to if you're not up 10% in 9 days, you should sell it into strength because as we know, the earnings are unpredictable, and they can, pu- they can make the stock pull back. But I like the stock, uh, Charles, and I think that it might work very, very well. So uh, good call there. Thank you for, thank you for bringing that forward. Um, all right, let's take a look from TikTok, see if we have anything. Um, if anybody is uh, asking uh, any particular symbols on TikTok, uh, let's go to uh, Mikhail. Uh, oh, hey, hello, how are you? Uh, and let's look at C-Day from Charles again. Let's look at C-Day real quick. And I also want to go through some of the chip stocks uh, as well because I definitely think they're, they're moving into a... And I also want to show you Valeris um, and uh, see how that's doing. But C-Day, uh, this is a uh, software company as well. Software companies have been lagging as of late. Uh, and this one definitely definitely is no exception it came down below the 21 day line it looks like it's reversed uh, let's kind of look to see kind of what the checklist says here 89 that's a very good checklist the only problem is their sales are not advancing quickly enough so I would be a little concerned there let's see how they let's see how they did uh, they just came through earnings for and they, they just reported the December quarter um, sales were up 19% and, oh, profits are up 155%. So that's looking very good. Quarter for quarter, 88% funds in this one. So very little uh, in terms of retail investors in this one. But a lot of funds are in at 1187, the number of funds in this one. So interesting. Uh, 97 PE ratio. Yeah, it looks very good. It, it looks very good. Probably would take a pass on it, though. Uh, but I want to take a look to see if it is close enough to the 21-day line, possibly to buy it as a reversal on reversal. So, let's take a look there. Oh, uh, yeah, it's right on the 21-day line. Lo- well, am I right? Yeah, yeah, it's right on the 21-day line. Always a good place to buy if you're if if the if the stock moves into an upward trend, the 21-day line is a very good place to buy it. Try to buy that possibly within. 5% of that. It's less than a percent away from the 21-day line. That's not a bad entry point for this stock. So very interesting. I want to show you one that, uh, that I definitely um, that I bought today. I may regret it. Uh, it's a little bit. Let's see if we're going to get it back. So we're having a little bit of issues. Yeah, Valeris, and yeah, let's take a look at Valeris. See how it looks. Um, it was up today pretty strongly, uh, up up about three dollars forty-four cents. It came through nice earnings, and then it and then it pulled back. This is very common. This is one of the reasons why it's important to if you're not if you're coming into earnings, even if you're up, if you're not up ten percent or more, it's a good idea to sell it wait for the earnings and then buy it as it rebounds. That's exactly what happened here. It right before earnings, it went all the way up to 80 and then it, then it collapsed basically one, two, three days down to about 65. And now it's climbing back up and it's, it's 75, 65. So strategically when we are buying, it's a good idea, not unless you have a 10% cushion, not to hold through earnings. So, uh, but uh, buying it after earnings is, is a good thing. You'll notice that the volume is starting to come in. You see the blue spike there, and that of course is the, um, that, that, of course, is the line for the, for the volume. So we do have lots of volume coming into this one. This is telling me, because this is uh, a UK-based company that uh, does offshore uh, in the Gulf of Mexico and Southeast Asia, we're starting to see, Another we're starting to see reinvestment into uh into the offshore oil. It, it's very interesting. We're seeing power in the tanking of the tankers. There's there's uh tanking has done very, very well, and also some of the offshore stuff. So even though the price of oil is below eighty dollars, we're starting to see it move up once again. Of course, this is part of the situation because of the war that they're having much of that Russian oil that was flowing into Europe and Asia no longer is it. And so it's alternative areas of the world where the oil is coming from. A lot of it is coming from, of course, offshore, both in uh, the North Sea area and also in Southeast Asia, uh, near um, uh, Indonesia. Uh, That is also a strong area for oil production. And of course, the Gulf of Mexico off the coast of Texas, where I am. So uh, interesting thing coming in there. All right, Mikhail, uh, GSAT, G-S-A-T. Let's take a look at this one. And G-S-A-T. Finally, IntelSat and other companies are starting to see some real competition. This is for Global Star. This is kind of interesting. This is sort of an emerging area, of course. Now, um, the biggest player, of course, in this area is uh, Elon Musk's um, uh, Starlink but there are several other players in the international satellite direct-to-consumer uh, business. One of them is, is of course, um, uh, Iridium, and the other, and this is another player, uh, Global Star. Now, this is a uh, um, interesting. This is this is uh, this basically goes to Seaborn Communication here. It's called Global Star. It is starting to see now. I don't quite know exactly how they 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 access satellites. Um, with global, so I'm not that familiar with the company. Uh, it is a penny stock. Uh, currently, it's trading at one dollar and twenty. I'm not really recommending pinning stocks now. Here's one of the things. Here's a cautionary tale right here. We have the death cross on this stock. Now, I'm not saying that the stock is going away because it just came through earnings, but you'll notice that the 50-day line moved below that 200-day line. So that is an issue here, and we want to be very careful uh, on that because with that, that means of course, that um, that it is declining in terms of in terms of in terms of price. So, we have to be kind of careful about this one. The checklist is only 44. I would I would skip this one for now. Uh, I would I would skip this one for now, and I would look to see if we can find something in the group that possibly is a better match than this one. I know that that there's a that uh, that buying a stock like this is very tempting because at a dollar and twenty, if it if it were to double to 240. Boy, you'd make a lot of money there, but it's a high risk because it's under $10. So typically we don't like to buy stocks under $10. And part of the reason is it becomes very volatile, much more volatile below $10 in price. And that is the reason why many funds will not invest in a stock below $10. All right. We'll talk about Tesla here. This is Brad B slash RAD slash 16, Brad 16. Let's look at Tesla. Uh, This is the heartbreaker. I tell you, just when you think it's going good, it it, it turns tail. But there's a reason for this, and I want to kind of mark up the chart here to show you why I think this is indeed the case with Tesla. The thing with Tesla is, uh, and if we go, and this this is really much more visible on the weekly chart, if we go back here to the weekly chart for Tesla and and we go right at 200 and we draw a line, you will see that if we go back to the what they call the the um, the overhead the the overhead um, uh, supply line, which is 18 months back, you can see that a lot of people bought Tesla above that 200-day line. So now that it, Tesla's come back to 200, every time we get up to 200, the people are selling into this. So this is the problem with Tesla right now. We have a ceiling really on the price of Tesla. At about 200, so we want to be careful with this right now. The overhead supply has to get taken care of right now. I would not be buying Tesla, and I wouldn't be shorting it either. But I wouldn't be buying Tesla. Relative strength on this one's 22. That means that 78% of the market is doing better right now than Tesla price. So, not uh, you know. Again, I love the stock, uh, but it's I don't think it's time to be in it right now. I think you got to be super duper careful, and that's uh, just the way the way it is. Charles is uh, talking about Halliburton. This is a this is a this is a uh, oil service company. There's two major oil service companies: Halliburton, of course, and Schlumberger. It's now called SLB. I don't think I think the reason they changed it is nobody could pronounce Schlumberger. But Schlumberger was is the biggest. SLB is the biggest. Um, this one is uh, you know is, is a significant significant company. Halliburton in the oil service space. We're starting to see a lot of investment in oil service. You'll notice that I took a position in Valeras V L uh, R today. Why? Because we're starting to see uh, we're starting to see the cash move out of some of the tech areas into some of the oil and oil service areas. That tends to be a very strong uh, investment area right now. You'll notice it came. This came off the 200-day uh, line. Uh, we're right at the at the 50-day line. So, definitely, the interesting thing about um, about uh, uh, Halliburton is it looks like we've made a reversal. This is interesting. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to set the alert on that line, that reversal line, so you can see it move above that reversal line. Currently, the relative strength of Halliburton is 80. That means that it's in the top 20 percent, and the checklist is excellent at 89%. So this is looking very, very strong. Uh, the last base pattern on this uh, on, on, on Halliburton was a consolidation with a pivot at 43.42. Currently, we're at 38.80. So we're below that pivot. Not a bad place to consider uh, coming into the stock. Thanks again, uh, Charles, for a great uh, suggestion here. Uh, with Halliburton. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a look and I'm going to compare two stocks. One of them is Halliburton, of course, which we're looking at now. So, and I'm going to compare that with Schlumberger and valeras These are also in that group. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go from the first of the year and see what we can find there. Uh, VAL, that's Valeris. That's the one I bought. And then SLB, this is um, Schlumberger so kind of this kind of gives you a looksee at the uh, at, at the oil service sector. This is a really good sector to look for f- look for buys in uh, right now. Uh, it just it just it, it's just getting a lot of investment, and I think that we're likely to see more investment as the year warns uh, as the year uh, moves forward. Because I do think that we're starting to get uh, the price a stability in the price of oil a little bit more than we have had. And I think it's uh, you know if $80 oil happens, we're going to see a lot of investment in um, some of these oil service companies. But if you'll notice Halliburton, uh, if you were if you were invested in Halliburton at the first of the year, you'd be almost even. You'd be about 98 cents, so it's down a little bit. If you invested in Schlumberger (SLB), you would have been up about five percent. But if you invested in Valeris, this is the one that I invested in, you would have been up about uh, 100, about 15%. So you can see that in the oil service space, um, right now at least, and this is just right now because it's always about right now, uh, it looks like Valeris is the top performer, at least for at least for now. That could change, uh, but there is investment coming into the oil service space. So that's something that we definitely have to see uh, here. All right. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Do you think that FTI will hit 17 by the end of April? Let's take a look at FTI and see if that is making sense. FTI. Got a little bit more time. Well, okay. It's formed a uh, interesting techno FMC science manufacturers. I don't know this company for land and offshore. Okay. Expiration. Yeah. Again, this is in the oil and gas. This is in the, this is in the, um, you know, this is in the space that we're, that, that is starting to, you know, seeing a lot of love and that is the, well, service space. So, uh, interesting, well, interesting, very, very interesting area. Okay. So let's jump on over to the stock. It's a $15 stock. Uh, and it's, you know, you would think that if you looked at that, you would say, oh, that's a bull flag there, but I don't know if that really is, but it's a 98 relative strength. This means it's in the top 2% currently came through earnings. Let's take a look at the earnings. I, I always like to do not just the technical analysis, but the fundamental analysis. And of course, fundamental analysis is, you know, what they teach you in school, like, you know, um, you know what's the price to earnings ratio and that stuff. That's good for about six months out, but you want to look at the technicals. You want to look at the chart action to see in the short term what the stock is going to do. So with, the fundament, with that in mind, the fundamental analysis, we did have uh, this stock did report, and the sales were up 11%, uh, but it does look like sale. And I don't know why the earnings per share were down. So I, I can't figure this one out, but there are enough, there are uh, 488 funds in this one. Very nice. And it does have positive cash flow. So this is not, uh, and the P to e ratio, it's NA. So basically what this is, is this is not, this is not, at least not this quarter is not making a profit. I don't know why that's the case here, but that definitely is the case. The question is, will it be $17 at the end of April? Well, it's definitely looking like there is a trend. So if we were to look at the trend of the 21-day line, that's what I like to look at, that would give us a slope here. So probably, I think it's going to be about $16.50. That's what what I'm seeing here uh, by the end of April, but you never can tell. So that's just based on just really a, a gross uh, analysis of the trend line, the 21 day line for the trend. So not, uh, not very scientific in terms of a, um, not very scientific in terms of a trend line there, but I would say that probably not, I probably will not be above $17, um, by the end. So you probably can't, um, you it, it, it probably can't. Potash is, uh, 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 looking for Netflix, Let's see what kind of action we have on netflix you know um we are seeing a little bit of um of of strength finally in netflix um you know it's funny because most of the 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 fang stocks they have not been performing very well this year uh or really last year not not very well Uh, and it's definitely the case with uh netflix now would i short it here probably not because um netflix is still above the 200 day line it's still pretty strong 88 relative strength that means it's in the top 12 percent. but it's in this downward trend and it's and it it did close below that 50 day line so i wouldn't be buying it here um but if we get a breakdown this might be a potential short i don't think that we don't think that's going to happen i don't think that's going to happen right away but the question is, are they going to be able to hold on to the subscriber base? This has been the problem in, with the recession, we have many people that are starting to go to the free services. The the uh, So this is one of the, this is a, this is a kind of a, a, a road, a, a bump in the road for Netflix. Many people are cutting, not only are they cutting their cable, but they're cutting their paid services. So, um, I'm not as bullish on this, on Netflix as I was. I think that it's mainly moving. Um, you know, it's the pay, it's the, the services that have the, uh, advertising that are supported by advertising. They're probably going to do a little bit better. Uh, you know, look for some of the services, uh, like crackle and stuff like that to pick up users from, um, from Netflix. So I, I'm not an investor in Netflix currently. I'm not short Netflix either. All right, let's look at T&K. This is uh, uh, TK Tankers. Uh, as I was saying, this is sort of a general trend in the market right now. We're seeing tremendous movement into the oil business in terms of moving it around the world. <laughs> and TK Tankers is definitely definitely in that business. Now, they were off a little bit today, but they're right up, back up after hours. Can we buy it here? No, I wish we could. It's just too far extended. This has got a relative strength of 99, which means it's in the top 1% currently of stock. So very, very strong. Uh, I had this one last week. I did sell it. I made a little profit, not much, not much on this one. 89 89 checklist on this one. Excellent checklist. Let's look at the tech this here. This is the problem. This is why we can't really buy it right here. I wish we could because I would be buying this. 21 day line, it's 13% above the 21 day line. So what we have to do is we have to wait for TK tankers to pull back to get closer to that 21 day line. And then when it does, then they will have a buy signal. But right now we just gotta, you know, we just gotta sit there with our hands in, in our pockets and not do anything. We're too far above the 21-day line to buy it here. It's too dangerous to buy it here. So I would wait on this one. Uh, but I would definitely watch this. This one. This is a powerful company. Um, basically, they they ship they provide shipping of crude oil, and that is a theme right now, because of course the war in Ukraine has made it more difficult to ship oil via pipelines, and therefore there's 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 added uh, interest in shipping oil via uh, tankers. So that's why we're seeing. The bulk tankers, specifically the bulk tankers, being an area of the market that is showing a lot of strength right now. All right. Uh, Voya, V-O-Y-A. I think this uh, this is like a financial. I see these guys' advertisements every now and again, so I don't know. Yeah, Voya Financial. There we go. Um, what do I think about this one? uh 89 relative strength is very good and it's nicely above this is nicely stacked 250 21 10. so those lines are all stacked nicely would i buy this here you know i just don't really like any of the financials right now we're gonna get a collapse unfortunately in the auto financers uh, very shortly because of the interest rate situation um, i mean yes it's viable here but i would be super careful buying this one. 89 relative strength, though. Very good in the top 11%. So if you want to be in the financials, this looks like a good one. It's sort of an insurance company. It's really a a financial company, but it's life insurance. Here's the problem with life insurance. It's it's great to own a life insurance company. I wouldn't be a trader in a life insurance company. So that's kind of my take on that. All right. Well, let's see if we can... uh, Oh, hey, interesting. This is uh, from Diego here. Um, thanks Diego for your, this is from TikTok. Diego is looking for CVX puts. This is, uh, of course puts on Chevron. I think that, yeah, I would be careful about, I would be fair, careful about doing that, but let's look at this. I actually own the XLE, which is the energy select spider that, uh, is made up primarily of Chevron CVX and ExxonMobil XLM. Exxon uh, I own that one. And I think that I don't think I would do a put on this one. I just don't. Now I know that it did drop below that 200-day line, so you know you look say, "Wow, that's going to be a place that it might fail." Relative strength's only 47 here. You know what's going on, but I'd be really, really careful about about shorting this one and or put it, or doing puts because I just think you know, and I know maybe I maybe I'm just weird here, but I think that we're going to have continued strength in the oil sector because um you know it's just it's just a fact i mean with this unfortunate war which i wish would go away um the price of oil is gonna you know oil is the lifeblood of the world's economy even though electric cars are coming and maybe in my lifetime they will be dominant but right now it's still oil so um i would be i would be careful about uh, shorting this one uh, here i think that this actually might be a good thing something good to buy uh, long, I know that sounds uh, a little weird, but we're looking here at the 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 weekly chart here, and it looks like it's come right down to that to that uh, 40-week average, and then now it's starting to make its move up. So uh, it did come through earnings um, recently. Uh, this is the last quarter of 2022. Uh, their their sales were up 17%, and their profits were up 53%. So I just can't see. Doing puts on this one. I, I just don't think so. I think that you're better off buying this thing long. Why? Because, well, it's got a PE ratio of nine. It's expanding their sales. And this is a huge company, too, by the way. The cash flow per share, $27.94. This is this is unbelievable if you compare it to, to other stocks. I mean, you know, in the best that you're gonna get. Possibly in the big cap tax is going to be maybe a PE of thirty or thirty-five. This is a nine PE, and this is a company that's been around literally for a hundred years. So, I think that you know, I, I'd be I wouldn't chart this one. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would be going long now. An easier way to go long here, instead of buying it for one sixty-six a share, is to go to the take a look at the XLE, which is the energy select spider. This is this is uh, very well poised as well. This basically owns Chevron and Exxon and other companies, too. But you can see this one's already bounced, and you can see I put it in my, my buy point there. This one's already bounced off that 200-day line, and it's moving up, and it's now it's above the 10-day and the 20, the 21-day, and it's looking like it's going to move above that 50-day line. So at least for right now, the XLE is an upward trend currently, 8725 and i think it's likely to come up to at least 94 before it reverses lower. We're kind of in this weird trading range where it's oscillating between the the 200 day line and then the the higher high, the higher high on the energy select spider xle is 9421. So, interesting stuff. Um all right, come on. The only um uh, Thank you man. Thank you for giving me thank you for giving me the love here on the TikToks. Plus dividends. Okay, yeah. That's the thing, you know, you know, again, I mean, I wish I could say that, uh, you know, I, you know, I did two years ago, I made a, I made a a lot of a lot of good money on Tesla. But right now, I haven't been trading, I've been looking at the oil stocks. Why? Because they just are giving the dividends out. That's why. And uh, so also, let's uh, compare the XLE. Uh, Let's compare three stocks. Let's CVX first. That's, of course, that's your that's that's Chevron, and we're going to compare that. I'm going to compare that with um, from the first of the year. I'm just going to go from the first of the year, last three months. Uh, let's see, and then I'm going to put in um, ExxonMobil, and then I'm going to put in the XLE, which is both of them basically. <laughs> so it gives you an idea. But here's but here's what you can expect uh, if you were to buy something like the XLE, um, which you know again, I'm not trying to give you advice, but this is the, this is the, uh, this is the way it, this is the way it comes out from the first of the year, you'll notice that the underperformer currently is CVX. So if you started at the first year, you put a dollar in on CVX stock, you'd be down about 5%. So that's probably not the greatest thing. If you were in the XLE, you'd be about even. And if you put it into Exxon on you would have been up about 4%. Now, again, you're not going to make, you know, double digit gains on this one, but it's a good place to be because they have lots of dividends. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for taking a look at my show. Oh, wait a minute. One more. And this is costs. This is an interesting one. I think I'm, this is a, I think this is Cosmos. This is a driller. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is a driller. That drills primarily in Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, Cosmos Energy. This is actually a Dallas-based company, interestingly enough. Why? Because I know because I was uh, I worked at for a while with Sunoco, and we shared a parking lot with this company. <laughs> I wish I'd worked been working at this company because this company paid a lot more than uh, than where I was working. But anyways, you got it. You take the good with the bad. Seven dollars seventy six cents. This is essentially a penny stock. But the interesting thing about this one is that they have some major oil uh, fields in Equatorial Guinea. Now, I know that you probably don't even know where that is, but uh, that if you draw a line straight from from uh, uh, across from Brazil, you're going to find where Equatorial Guinea is. They're involved in, in offshore production there. They've got some major oil and gas fields, and uh, they are building it out. So they're basically in Mauritania, Morocco. Suriname and then offshore of Guinea, so kind of unusual places. Uh, very interesting company based here in Dallas, and uh, they do a lot of offshore. Uh, they they just came through earnings. Very interesting uh, in that uh, their profit was significant. Um, they were their sales were down a little bit, two percent, but their profits were up seventy seven percent. So very interesting uh, considering everything that's. Uh, Very interesting considering things that are going on uh, in the market right now. Let's see if, let's just check the checklist here. Not as great, 67% on that one. On the technicals, uh, is it buyable? Let's see if it is. Let's go to the daily chart to see if we can buy this one. And it does look like it it possibly is. Oh, yeah, 1% above the 21-day line. Not a bad place to buy this one. And this is a $7 stock, so very strong uh, International Oil and Gas um, um, E&P company, and of course they have they're in some really odd places, but these are new fields: Equatorial Guinea, uh, Mauritius, and I believe what's the other one? Okay, yeah, Morocco and Suriname. So they're very heavy. Suriname, of course, is in uh, South America, but they're heavy in the African continent and South American continent as well. There's a major oil field in Suriname. Uh, that you probably have not heard of. Exxon has the field next to this one. So, very, very interesting. Uh, very interesting place on that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Um, in order to keep the show on the air, I need you to do something for me. If you could please do this, and that is smash the like button. Smash that like button. It really helps us get out there uh, on the algorithm and. Uh, so smash that like button. If you're not already a member of Dallas Trading Floor, super easy. Just go to www.dallastradingfloor.com and sign up for the free action trade alerts. And uh, we'll be coming back to you tomorrow at 5. So until then, everybody, happy trading.